0: What kinds of things do these businesses need to be doing in order to be able to command high ticket sales or even like command higher ticket than the market rate so that yeah. they can actually make a bigger transformation?
1: Yeah. And that comes back to just our conversation about, you know, entering the online market. If you are trying to compete with the masses and you're not niching down, you will never be able to charge high ticket, right? Because you're you're competing against the beach bodies, the free online, the, um, the Pelotons and the things like that that people can have at their home, which is yes, high ticket, but overall people see that as an, a long-term investment, right? So if you have something that you wanna sell, you have to not only niche down specifically the person that you help, you have to stop selling a service. Right, And we always say that to our new, our new clients, we're like, okay, I know that you provide a service and you have all these expertise and, and all these certifications, but it's not about you. It's about the solution that you provide people. And if people can just remember that in everything they do marketing wise, they will do 10 times better.
0: My name is Jess, and I am your host here on the Social Strategy Slayer Show, where we talk all things social media for entrepreneurs. Specifically, though, how to build your influence and consistently land your ideal clients through the content you're putting out there without you needing to sacrifice your authenticity, your time, or without you needing to run a bunch of expensive ad campaigns. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Social Strategy Slayer. I am so excited to share with you another interview from the Seven Figure Fitness Business Show. That I did an email series I did and this interview is with Anna Renderer now this interview took place a couple months ago but everything that she's saying is 100% relevant and I would absolutely listen to this if I were you and get through all of these mindset gems a lot of what we talk about is strategic and where the fitness industry is going but on top of that there's a ton of mindset things just how Anna went from being a trainer in a gym, in a very famous gym, um, to being the pop sugar fitness girl, the pop sugar fitness star to having a seven figure business to starting over with her business. There's just so many gems. Take a listen. I'm about to intro her into the, um, the show. So take a listen and make sure that you take a screenshot of this episode and put it in your Instagram stories and your Facebook and tag me and Anna. So we know you're listening and let us know your biggest takeaways. All right. I'll see you inside. Today's interview on the Seven Figure Fitness Business Show is with one of my close friends, and actually, she was a client of mine. She's been in my program, and her husband was a part of our agency for a long time. And I absolutely love her and everything she's creating with her husband. Her name is Anna Renderer, and if you don't know Anna, she actually started her career as a personal trainer at Fitness Quest Ten. Which is Todd Durkin's gym, who's another guest on this show. And she worked her way up. She actually eventually became the Pop Sugar leader of fitness. She was the face of the Pop Sugar fitness brand for a long time. And now her and her husband, Vito Lafada, own the Legacy Brand Creators Company, and they help people actually take their businesses online. They work with a lot of service based people, they've worked with a lot of people in the fitness industry because. Anna herself was working, trading dollars for hours, being a personal trainer, and Vito Lafada, her husband, also who you'll hear from in this um, in this series. He also is someone who owned a gym as well and learned how to leverage and build an online business so hearing from her today is going to be really supportive she talks a lot about the mindsets that it takes for you to actually be successful and I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation she's on fire she's also five months pregnant at the time of this interview so she has her mama fierceness and she's just going off and it's amazing and after this interview give her a follow feel free to get off um below into her free gift to get her free gift. And, you know, maybe even go tell her what you learned from her today. If there was anything that stood out to you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the seven figure fitness. Oh, wow. Welcome back to the seven figure fitness business show. That's a mouthful. (laughs) I am so excited today to have Anna Renderer here who owns Legacy Brand Builder. Is that the name of the new business?
1: Legacy Brand Creator.
0: Legacy Brand Creator. I love what you guys are up to. And just for some context, Anna and I are gonna get really real in this. We are actually friends in real life. (laughs) (laughs) In real life. (laughs) In real life, we're friends. And I'm super excited because You guys, you and your husband, Vito, who I've had the absolute privilege to work with and I've had the privilege to have you in my program even, Um, but there's so much that I want to get into with you today, Anna, because even in my program, I posted all the names of the people I'm interviewing and everyone was freaking out about your interview. They were like, Anna, like (laughs) I heard her on Todd's podcast and she was amazing. And people are just like really excited to hear from you and if you guys don't know Anna, she actually went from being a studio um, trainer to Pop Sugar's number one trainer, the face of Pop Sugar Fitness, to building her own online business, to now helping people with her husband, Vito, who's also a speaker, build their online businesses and go from being stuck to dollars for hours to actually being able to leverage their businesses. So that you can actually do what you want with your life, raise your family, have another baby. Anna's <laughs> Anna's preggers right now. <laughs> oh yeah, five months in, halfway there. And I, my first question, just to bring it in, my first question for you is, what gave you the itch to break free of that personal training side of, you know, being you? Actually, you started being a trainer at Fitness Quest Ten, right, at Todd Durkin's gym. That's right. My first job out of
1: college, it was. Fitness Quest 10, Todd Durkin was my first mentor. How lucky was
0: that, right? I was going to say, that's a pretty good gig.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That was my dream job, you know, just having the opportunity, not only to work in a really great facility underneath a great mentor, but, you know, learning from him and learning what it's like to really become an expert and a professional in the fitness industry, Because in college, we always used to make fun of personal trainers. You know, I went to school, I got my master's in exercise physiology, and everyone was like, you're not going to be a personal trainer when you graduate. I was like, no way, I wouldn't be a personal trainer. But however, when I started working with Todd, I realized just how important and valuable that role is. It's not just about working in the hospitals where people are sick, trying to help them get back on their feet. It was really It was really amazing to help people prevent injury, to help people get back into feeling amazing, to help them start thriving again in their life and feel good. So I really valued that. But with your question, when it came time, I was about six years in and I'm just, it comes down to two words. I hit a ceiling of income and energy. I think it's real to just say that because most personal trainers that get into this business do it because of the work. They love the work. I loved the work. I loved the impact. I loved the experience of it. I was young, I was 25 years old. You know, I had all the energy in the world and you just thrive off of making those changes and helping people truly make those um, moves in their life and feeling better. But after about six years, I literally just was so frustrated by the, the, the ceiling on that income. You can't really save on an income based on the number of hours you have in a day. And based on the industry norms, you can only charge so much, especially if you work for a gym, you're only gonna get paid so much. As much as Todd loved me, Todd wasn't willing to pay me more than what he was paying his best trainers. And that had a ceiling. So I tried to figure out ways that I could make more, but it it just kept on coming down to also energy. How much energy do I actually have in a day? It wasn't just about the time. It was about, I'm going to lose it. You know, I started to feel actually truly unhappy. And you know me, Jess, I'm a happy gal. You know, most people that know me, they're like, wait a minute, you were unhappy. Yes, I was seriously unhappy Because when you're tired, you can't help it, you know? So that was when I really knew I needed to find a better way to do what I love, but to break that ceiling, to finally get my energy back, to make more income. Because I knew one day I wanted to be a mom like I am today. I knew this time would come in my life when I truly wanted the freedom and choice to say, I'm still making good money. I have time to be with my baby. I have time to be a tired, pregnant woman like I am today. (laughs) I mean, not right now, but wait till tonight. I'm miserable and tired and ready to go to bed. And I can't imagine if I had the same kind of lifestyle that I was living when I was 25 to 30 years old, just in the hustle of it all,
0: you know? Totally. You, you and Vito both like watching you guys with Luca, with your first son inspired (laughs) me so much to rethink, um, Mm. how I was growing my business. I never had a fitness business, but I had a social media agency, as you know, and even it's very similar. Um, even as you're growing an agency, even if you're the owner, you are trading dollars for hours. You are, And there is a cap. There's only so many clients you can think about. There's only so much strategy you can do. And, and it's just a lot. And I looked at how much freedom you guys had and the lifestyle you were living and how you were able to like, be like, all right, Jess, hold on a second. I'm going to go check on Luca, like during the middle of our strategy session. And I was just (laughs) like, I need to, this is why I need to do this because I think that many people, they they want to help people, especially in the fitness industry. Like you definitely are one of those heart-driven, soul-driven people who want to help. And I think anyone who signed up for this show most likely is that way. Agreed. But we also signed up for a seven-figure fitness business show. We also want to make money. So
1: at the end I, of the day, it, it, it does help you change more lives. If you can earn more, you can do more. You really can. It's not about... You know, I think a lot of people in the fitness industry that have a, you know, kind of a limiting belief about the income you can make in this industry being greedy or being selfish or or whatnot, or being influencer status where you're just getting paid a bunch of money from advertisings because you got great glutes and you're showing it off on Instagram. There's a lot of people out there making a lot of money doing nothing they're making tons of money, adding very little value other than image. And and to me, it's a disservice to our industry because I know there's a lot of experts that know a lot of stuff. They have like 10 certifications. They've been in this industry for 20 plus years. They've changed thousands of lives and they don't have a savings account and they're working from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. or later still in that rut. And, And I feel like that's the disservice that me and Vito decided we were gonna get in front of and say, no more, there's a better way. We have figured it out. And those that decide to go that way are going to make even more of a difference than they are in their 12-hour day right now by just breaking free of the ceiling that they have right now on that income and in their energy.
0: That was fire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's how I feel. That's, that's, the, that's the real driving force behind why I pivoted, why I changed directions, and why I actually got to this place of coaching other people how to do it.
0: It's also, yeah, what comes up for me when you were sharing that is like, why not, why not you who's listening? Like, why not you? Someone else is going to make the money. Honestly, someone else is going to do it. Why not you?
1: (laughs) There's plenty of money in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, that abundant mindset is where people have to start living into it because there's so much to go around and there's so much to tap into and it's the value you deliver in the world. And if you're capping your, your income um, and energy, you can't tap into the abundance because you're limiting yourself. You have a cap and you've put it on your own life. You just screwed it on really extra tight because you're not willing to move and pivot and transition with the times because we're living in a whole new age than we were back in 2005 when I started in the fitness industry.
0: And speaking of that, my, my next question actually is right. I think really is kind of what you just said, but I'd love to go a layer deeper. Cause I think you're, you're hitting on something that most fitness business owners don't even think about, which is market sophistication. Like mm. what does your ideal client, what does your market expect from you right. and what are they like, what are their other options and how are they making those buying decisions? Because like, I think about that a lot with my own business How, because you guys who are watching this, and one thing that you and Vito have done an amazing job on is having your finger on the pulse. What's coming next, and how do we get ahead of it? Instead of now, last year, no one wants to talk about COVID. I totally understand, but like when (laughs) when when COVID hit, some people are hitting me up, being like, "I social media, what? I'm not online." Some people hitting. I remember you guys and me getting a boom of people reaching out, just being so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. about how do they take their fitness business online? Um, And you guys were able to really help people and come up with some solutions. But um, when you're looking at the market and where it's going, and you guys, like I said, have your finger on the pulse. Like if you guys ever want to follow people who have amazing content about where things are going and how to upgrade your mindset around online business, Anna and Vito are the people you need to follow. Um, Where do you see the fitness industry going, moving forward?
1: So here's the difference between like 2005 and and 2021, right? Where we are. It is more acceptable to be online and to get things digital. It's more acceptable and desirable more than ever right now because I mean, think about how many years have gone by, how technology has advanced, how quickly people are able to do things, how I am able to start a YouTube channel and I could make it free or paid tomorrow for free. I could do anything just as a freelancer, entrepreneurial spirit. So the, the ability for just about anyone to go digital, go virtual, offer services online is so much bigger that now the consumer's options are so much grander, right? So they have everyone to choose from, not just their mom and pop shop down the street, teaching personal training classes and group sessions and all that. It's not, it's not their limited choice anymore to have to go local. They have a global basically market, right? Like you can choose whatever trainer you want globally. It doesn't even have to be in the United States because virtual and digital is is now easier and more accepted than ever. And people know how to use it because it's easy. So your mom and whatnot, if you show her how to click on and download an app on her phone, and now she knows how to open an app and get a video and she can pay for it monthly. And that's all she has to do. She's like, Oh, great. Now I don't have to worry about getting myself all ready to go to this, um, you know, class that I like, and it's more convenient for me. So literally I just know for a fact that we'll never reverse this. It's only going to progress in the same direction. And if we're not willing to evolve with it, then we're just going to be just outdated. We're going to be ancient. We're going to be like cavemen. You know, I don't think that physical locations will ever fully be gone, but they're going to be competing with now huge companies. So I think that soon the little guy is going to get bought out by the big guy. Unfortunately, just like what happened to Vito when Lifetime Fitness came around the corner and offered, like, what? four to five hours of daycare a day for moms and they don't even have to be on the property if they were a member of that club and they get full access to the spa and the pool and the gym. He's like, how do I compete with that? I can't. So you're going to have to end up competing with these bigger companies that can invest more money, can provide more services, can charge less. And that's going to be your fight And the fight is also going to be online. If you're a small guy online and you're just offering the everyday services that the big companies are like Beachbody and Pop Sugar, is for free and which hopefully they'll eventually go to paid, but they're so in the dark ages with that that I don't even want to go there. But all these other companies that have either free content that's huge and, and valuable and high quality online, it's going to take over the market. If you're in the... Fight for the masses, which Jess, you and I talk about is why if you are the little dog going online, there are some things you have to do in order to not fight for the masses because that's not going to be the game you win. It's just not. You have to really dial in a specific certain group of people that you want to work with online. Because if the market is just like, oh, I just help everybody get healthy, so does everyone else. And and they can charge $8.99 a month for it. So if that's what you think you're going to (laughs) make, you're crazy.
0: (laughs) Everyone who comes into my program, they're first, you know, we teach the we help or I help statements. Yes. Um, And, you know, everybody's is when they first come in, it's always We help people feel and look their best and have more energy than ever. We help people transform their lives and have more energy. I'm like, that means nothing to me. Everybody (laughs) says that. Um, And in fact, I even think local businesses need to start thinking about what online stuff they're gonna offer and how they can niche down. Cause I'm actually in the market for a gym. Um, I had a a personal trainer in LA. I moved back to Chicago, COVID happened. Obviously wasn't signing up for any gym. (laughs) didn't want to sign up for the planet fitness down the corner, wanted to go to a local studio. And guess what? I have no idea which one to sign up for because they all, all of their marketing is the same. Their bios are just like group fitness one-on-one. It's like, yes, I understand that's what you offer. Like, but who do you help? Where am I fitting in? Like, where are, where am I going to be met where I'm at? Who's going to help me achieve my goals? Yeah, And, and I need to be enrolled in that. Um, and I think that, sometimes too. And I'd love to hear what you think about this is fitness. People think most fitness businesses from my perspective, think that fitness is self-explanatory when the market is so saturated. Like you're saying most of my friends who are my age, 28, 30, 20, 26, whatever, right in my like younger millennial age, they are buying Pelotons. Half of my friends have that thing, the mirror thing. It's called the yeah. mirror or the tonal um, the mirror.
1: Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: So it's like, and I'm like, I don't want that. I want to go in somewhere and I have no idea where to go in and <laughs> it's just super interesting. And I'd love to hear like, what, like, what do you think people, especially online? Cause I know you guys also teach people how to kind of sell higher ticket. What do people need to be able to Bring their business online fully or partially, or even if they're a local gym, what kinds of things do these businesses need to be doing in order to be able to command high ticket sales or even like command higher ticket than the market rate so that they can actually make a bigger transformation?
1: Yeah. And that comes back to just our conversation about, you know, entering the online market. If you are, trying to compete with the masses and you're not niching down, you will never be able to charge high ticket, right? Because you're you're competing against the beach bodies, the free online, the, um, the Pelotons and the things like that that people can have at their home, which is yes, high ticket, but overall people see that as an, a long-term investment, right? So if you have something that you wanna sell, you have to not only niche down specifically the person that you help, you have to stop selling a service, right? And we always say that to our new new clients, we're like, okay, I know that you provide a service and you have all these expertise and, and all these certifications, but it's not about you. It's about the solution that you provide people. And if people can just remember that in everything they do marketing wise, they will do 10 times better. Not only will they do 10 times better in getting more people into their programs, into their gym, they'll say, this is specifically who I help, and I help them specifically with this result, with this solution, with this transformation, however you want to say it. Vito says it all the time in multiple different ways, but for some reason, in the fitness industry, we still want to tell people everything we do. Oh, I, I do personal training, group class instruction. I do functional fitness. I do yoga and Pilates. I do bar training. I do all these things. Nobody cares, really, especially if they're not an expert. They want to know what's that going to do for me. So every time you're about to say, oh, this is what I do, just convert to what does it do for me? What does it do for them? Right? What does it do for the person? And in order to get the high ticket, you have to stretch yourself as a fitness professional. You have to go beyond thinking about just the service you provide and how that provides a solution for someone. But you have to think about how that kind of expands and ripples into that person's life as well. And Vito and I always kind of say, what's your bursting pipe in your offer? So if somebody comes to you and says, okay, I'm looking for a gym, right? And maybe they're, I'll go with more of an extreme example, but they're having, um, they're overweight. This isn't you. They're overweight. They have a little bit of back pain. They have a desk job. They're looking for someone to help them get started because they literally have no idea what to do. They haven't exercised in years. And they're online and they're like Googling it, like personal trainers um, to lose weight. If nobody is really out there marketing to someone who is obese and in pain, then they're not going to feel they're heard or they're seen or there's a service or solution out there for them. And your bursting pipe isn't going to just talk about, hey, we're going to lose 20 pounds and we're going to get um, and we're going to get pain free. We're going to go deeper. We're going to talk about how that is actually affecting your job, how it's affecting your confidence, how it's affecting your life, how it's going to actually create less and less of that longevity for you, and your family is going to miss out on you, and you could eventually lose your life. So we're trying to get to the bursting pipe of what's really going to push somebody somebody to make a decision on making the change or investment in themselves to move forward with that coach or with that person. Even if it's just, you know, we had a client who helps women who want to lose 50 pounds or more. That's specific. Do you have 50 pounds or more to lose? That's that's narrowing it down to more of the obese um, industry who are not just gonna jump into a free pop sugar workout on YouTube, right? They're not just gonna go do insanity that beach bodies thrown out there with the sleek beach bodies. They don't feel that they fit anywhere in the market and no one's really talking to them. But you have to then talk to them about what that feels like to be 50 pounds or more overweight. You have to talk about their pains and their feelings, their emotions, their struggles on a daily basis in your marketing messaging. And this just takes a little bit of work. Everyone thinks that, oh my gosh, I'm not a marketer. I don't know how to sell. I don't know how to. It's all done in the first month of any kind of brand building. You have to analyze your market. You have to look at their pains and their struggles. Then you have to come up with solutions for them. And that's the beginning of creating any really good transformational program, which every fitness professional knows how to do, they're not willing to do the work on the the marketing side of how to sell that. If you do that work, it's really important work. You can charge high ticket and you can stand out and you can make a huge difference in the people that need you because if you decide to help everyone... No one's going to hear you. You're going to be competing with the masses. You won't push anyone to really make the decision that they actually need to make, to make the change, to have the transformation, and for you to make the impact that you want.
0: That was fire, everyone. Re-listen to that.
1: (laughs) I I was kind of going off. I hope I didn't lose anybody. But that's, it's a big, it's a big process. It's not an easy, simple process. You know, to to be able to go out there and charge high ticket for, I believe, a transformation program, not just a service. You can't just teach a service. You can't just teach a class. You can't just offer nutrition coaching. You can't just say, this is what I do. You have to say, this is the change I make in lives. And if you've got this pain, if you've got this struggle, if you've got this problem and it's causing this, this, and this in your life. And you're done. You're ready for change. You want this solution. You want this transformation. I'm your person. And I have a solution. I have a process. And that's the other thing. You have to provide people with that process, right? And that's also a whole nother freaking ball of (laughs) of work, right?
0: Yes. And speaking of process, what was coming up for me when you were sharing also was I recently have niched down even further, as you know, to the fitness industry for my services too. And um, I was like afraid to claim that for a minute. And I, I, it was like right in front of my face for three years. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like, didn't claim it. And I think that there are things we also make up in our head about why we can't or how it will limit us if we niche down when in actuality, like now that I have, we have our first group that just started two weeks ago that are, that's only fitness business owners yeah, in it. And, and my lawyer is in it too, to be honest,
1: but <laughs> other them than slide me, in a little. Yeah. You always have the random in there.
0: That's okay. It works for her too. She's in a very similar spot as everyone else, but and she's my lawyer lawyer. I was like, of course I'll help you. Um, but she like, the thing is my curriculum now is so much more targeted and I don't have to be like, over here with this person and over here with that person. Like it's, it's pretty streamlined to this one industry. So you actually, it does give you freedom and it gives you scalability and it helps you get a better result actually. And even as I go, I will, I will niche down more. Um, And even when we started, we had like, you had to meet a certain qualification to even be let in this time so that we knew we could help you for sure. And I think that it's also okay for fitness business owners to do that. Right. And I think they don't, um, I, I think of the, um, like there's a, I can't remember their names, but in Todd's in Todd Durkin's mastermind, there's a a group of guys and they walk around in muscle shirts and their gym has (laughs) like strobe lights. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, and I, I think about them and I can think of all of my friends who would love that. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and I would hate it. I don't want to be in that gym. That's too- Oh yeah, no,
1: that wouldn't be the gym for me either.
0: (laughs) But I have friends who love clubbing, who love dancing, who love the lights. They love going to festivals. And if their workout experience is like that, oh, Oh, girl. But you got, and I even want them to own that a little bit more. So like their owner was telling me, I think we're intimidating. I'm like, you are, but do you care? Like- is your client someone who's gonna be intimidated by you? Because I don't think I'm your client. I'm not gonna enjoy your your experience the way that I I could think of three friends off the top <laughs> of my head who would be like in that gym every day, your best clients. Yeah. So do you have any feedback for anyone? Like, or I guess you could even walk us through how did you decide, like when you were throughout when you were walking through your journey, mm. as you have hit new levels? Or hit new things that you were going to focus on. How did you decide and like learn how to trust? Like, yes, I'm going to actually go all in on this. And even though it's scary and it's not what I'm doing over here with Pop Sugar, cushy thing that I'm doing, growing yeah. an audience, doing the dang thing. How do you now, like, I guess, yeah, just walk us through your mindset on how you were able to trust yourself and then how you like, how you committed to the long game too? Because I mm. think that also that's, a huge issue for fitness business owners, even though um, they know how to build muscle and they know that takes time in business, they want everything yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
1: Isn't that the truth? We all do, right? We, we want these results in business to happen overnight, but we know that our clients can't get results overnight that are in our fitness yep. business. Um, that's a great analogy. I, you know, here's the thing that is my little unfair advantage to people getting started. And that is I've had a lot of trial and error. I started this process 10 years ago, right? So my journey um, really consists of trying things and then seeing the results. It either worked or it didn't work. And that's how I knew how to pivot, how to move. I had to learn. I had to grow. I had to figure out a new way. I had to actually I wasn't one of those people. I wish I was, cause it would have saved me 50,000 plus dollars or more and eight years of time. in just really knowing from someone, if I had had a coach like the coach I am now today that I have new people come into our course and I'm like, trust me, I've made that mistake. This is why we do it this way. This is why this is important. You know, like I'll just tell you, you don't have to make the $10,000 investment that I made in doing that wrong. So really that's my unfair advantage as an expert today, but it was also having a lot of belief in myself that allowed me to take the next step, even though failure after failure was a teaching lesson that brought me closer to the result I actually wanted. And so today my number one advice to anyone getting started Do not try to figure it out on your own. Do not, especially if you're listening to this podcast or listening to this interview and you know Todd Durkin and you know me and you know Jess and you know Vito and you know Scott Rawcliffe and you know other people in the fitness industry that have transitioned from fitness professional working on the floors to online expert teaching online programs, courses and building online business. We're giving you really good advice. So you need to take it and not make those mistakes. But if you have made mistakes, don't allow that to be your like self-limiting belief holding you back from the fact that other things might work because not, there is no one way to anything. So you might try a strategy, a tactic or something that you learned and it didn't work. Doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you're not capable of success. It means that didn't work. And it's time to learn something new and try something new and do it again and again and again until you get closer to the result that you want. But you have to instill that belief in yourself. And I think the number one thing holding people back from success is their lack of belief that they can do it, especially if they have failed. That's the thing that I actually just never had. I didn't ever lack belief in myself because- I came from humble beginnings. I had nothing to begin with. So everything that I built was on my back. It wasn't like I borrowed it from anyone else and um, I had anyone else helping me along the way. I had mentors, but all the investments, all the money, all the time, all the energy, I was investing. And when it didn't work out, there was no plan B. I wasn't like, oh, well, I'll go live with my mom or oh, well, I'll just go and you know get a job at McDonald's or whatnot. Nope, get back up, try again, work it out. And that is really the key to success. I don't care what strategy tactic you follow people. You know, if you have belief in yourself that you can figure it out and you're not a failure and you can create something amazing and it's in your cards, you're tapping into the quantum, you're putting it out there. You're saying it's available to me. I just have to go and figure it out and you have so many resources now to do it more than ever i didn't have them back in 2005 when like youtube had just started and facebook had just started and instagram wasn't even there so it's you know it's very very it's very frustrating when people close their eyes to the advice and the mentorship right in front of them especially when in today's age it's just it's flowing everywhere. Just the mentorship it's free. It's in these interviews. It's wherever you're looking. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Just pick up the clues and start doing the work because no one's going to do it for you.
0: So good. I feel like that clip should just be on your guys' homepage that you just did. Um I will well, talk with pregnant woman Anna. Seriously, <laughs> she no BS today. <laughs> well, you got the you got the like the mama bear fierceness today, which I'm like, I kind of do.
1: I do. I love oh, you gotta just realize that I'm like lecturing, but it's it's um, you know, it's it doesn't really answer your question, but it it kind of gives you an answer that really is the only one I have because um you know, today there's just really no excuse other than lack of belief in yourself.
0: I think that what you, I think you did answer it and I'd love to just reflect back to you what you shared, like what my takeaways were. And I'd love to hear from any, anybody watching in the Facebook group or on Instagram, what your takeaways were and even te- go telling Anna what your takeaways are at the end of this. But for me, what I heard you say is that you didn't allow yourself to have a plan B and you didn't allow yourself to have a back door. So you just continue to believe in yourself, even if you were failing. And I think that that's one thing that um, Brendan Burchard, who you guys turned me on to Brendan Burchard and I love him and I see his little book back there. Um, and he's <laughs> yeah. actually one of your your guys' personal mentors. Yeah, And he gave you a shout out on his stage when there was like, a be- right before COVID, remember? when I you nearly were like a- died, I nearly died. Right before COVID, we're at like a 3000 person event, like breath working and hugging and like, and he's just like, Anna, I worked out to you the other day. Uh, He just like sees you and is like, oh, it was, it was
1: awesome. But Anna's here. What's going on? I just worked out with you. I was like, oh my God, my life, my life is over.
0: And like me and Zach are like, like (laughs) all the way across the room, like shouting you out. Vito's probably laughing in the back of the room. But like one thing I heard you say that I just wanted to reflect back that I am taking away from this as just reiteration, because I, I think as fitness business owners, as anyone who wants to be successful, we have to look for clues because success leaves clues. And one of the clues you're dropping for me today and for all of us today is that, don't allow yourself to have a plan B just tell Mm. yourself that you are going to fail. Um, like you allowed yourself to fail, but still have the vision. And I remember even like you and I have had like some really great personal conversations of when you moved even to San Diego in the first place, you had to make some decisions about staying or going about what you wanted your life to be and certain things that you had to let go of to be able to, to keep going. And I think that's a common thread throughout all of your story that I'm, I'm threading through is just that you didn't really allow yourself a back door. You were just like, okay, maybe this didn't work out, but I'm going to make the next thing work out. Maybe that didn't work out, but I'm going to make the next thing work out. Maybe that investment didn't play out the way I wanted, but I'm going to invest again. And one thing Brendan Burchard teaches that is that confidence just comes through repetition Mm-hmm. Like no one's really super confident at first. You just have to like, continue to show up every day So and remind yourself that you're awesome and remind yourself that you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I'm hearing you say that I'm like, there's no, there's no plan B that needs to be a social media post for you today. I'm just telling you that right now. Done. Um, because I just, I type that out in my notes. I'm like, there's no plan <laughs> B. I'm going to put it. I put these little stickies all over my, uh, my desk, you know, all over my <laughs> laptop. I have That one's going up because it's it's way
1: easier to say than it is to do. And I can't say that that would be the case. It it wouldn't, I can't say it would be easy as easy for me to do it. If I actually had the opportunity to fall back on something else, but it's kind of like those success stories that you hear from the underdog, you know, the person that's really got nothing to lose going for something is instilled in them because there's nowhere else to go but forward and so if that's not your life it's going to be harder for you to Mm -hmm. say there's no plan b when you know that you can rely on something else whether it's a spouse whether it is um another job whether it is because i see this happening even outside of the fitness space So many fit pros like, oh, I'll just go real. I'll just go do real estate because, you know, I can get certified in that super easy. My sister does it. She's doing stuff on the side or I can just go and I can, you know, I can, my husband's he's, he's well off. I don't need to work for this brand and I don't need to work for anything really. I'm just doing it because I like to help people. Well, that's not going to be a driving force that creates a successful move maker in the world. Like you're not going to (laughs) leave. your life's work behind, if that is your you know, mindset. So it's okay if right now it's a struggle for you to ignore your plan B and say, there is no plan B. There's only moving forward. There's only my vision. There's only the dream I've cast for my life. And I'm only looking that way. I'm not looking back and I'm not looking at any other um, fallback ideas. If that's hard right now, it's okay, but it will get easier. As long as you practice, just like we say in high performance and the coaching I've done, the only way that things get easier is when you practice. Like you said, Jess, the consistency builds the confidence. And it's in everything, not just in confidence, but in marketing. The more you do it, the better you get at it. In going live, the more you do it, the better you get at it. In social media, the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's in everything. And it's how we even tell our clients that in fitness. But for some reason, when it has to come back to us, it feels more challenging. And that is just simply because that's the beauty of personal development. It's hard, you know, and if it was easy, everyone would have world-class results, but it's not. And so it's all about that practice and that consistency and that belief, and it will grow and grow and grow manifest into your dream life.
0: Mm, If it was easy, everyone would have world-class results. That's another post you need to make. (laughs) (laughs) This is really good. And I I think that um, for me, one of the things that has helped me because I transparently could easily have plan B. I came from corporate. I'm good AF at what I do. I could easily be working a six-figure creative director job working on big brands again. I have the connections. I have the know-how. I have all the things, Um, and I have also purposefully surrounded myself with like you and Vito and other people who didn't go that route, and I think that if in your home life, especially now if you live near your family, like me moving back to Chicago because I want to have kids and have help from my family has been amazing and it's also been really challenging because I was living in LA, all my friends were go-getters. Every yeah. single one of my friends was like trying to be something big, trying to do something big. We all connected over that, like yeah. we wanted that. Um, and when I moved back to Chicago, I love my, my friends here and I love my family here. They don't understand me. I'm like crazy <laughs> to them. When I make it, they'll be like, oh, we, you know, but They don't get it a lot of times and they don't Mm. need to get it. It's not their thing to get. And I don't need their approval. But um, if you're someone who needs to hear this, who you're hearing Anna and you're like, oh, I want that. I want to be, I want to give myself no plan B. I want to be world-class. I want to have a vision for my life, but I keep going back to the real estate, the safe, the comfort, like your plan B, well, I could just do this. Like maybe it's time that you stick your vision board on your window. I have mine literally on my window. Like you put your, there's no plan B all over your office. And then you follow people who have what you want and even hire them. Because I know Anna, if I came to you and said, I'm going to go get a job, you would like, you would coach me out of it right away. (laughs) You,
1: the only way I would coach you out of that is I would ask you the right questions.
0: Right. And you, and you know, my vision and that's the thing, like, that's why having a coach is so important and having someone that you are being held accountable to. That's not like, not going to be your friend in that moment. That's you're not going to like in that moment, but that's actually going to help you and not sell out on you and what you want to create. Because I see people selling out on what they want to create all the time. And sometimes we just need to like, believe in someone else's belief in us and be held to that.
1: That's it. That's so powerful, and I think we think too small about our capabilities when we are surrounded by a lot of people like us, even in the fitness industry, when you're a trainer and you work with other trainers and everyone's amazing trainers, and you're thinking, what makes me different? What makes me think I can go out and build a seven-figure business online, creating transformation programs? I'm nothing special. I'm not more special than this person next to me. It's not about how special you are. (laughs) And that's something that we all have to realize. You might all have the same certifications. You might all have the same expertise, but you're not the same people. You don't have the same passion. You have a passion. And I talked to an expert the other day who is a life coach. Anybody else heard of those? Anybody else online heard of a life coach? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, right? She's like, well, I help people with breakthroughs. I'm like- wow, that's breakthroughable! like, wow, like that's so unique. Not, right? And I'm not saying she's not unique. I'm saying her marketing is not unique. We are all very unique based on our marketing, our messaging, and the way we position ourselves. You can have the same certifications as all the other life coaches, as all the other fitness professionals out there. What's going to make you different is your heart. It's what you want to create, what change you want to make in the world. It's the, it's the specific people you want to help. And then it's how you put in your, your like blood, sweat, and tears into creating the transformation program for them, specifically for them. That's what's going to make you different. And this woman breakthrough coach, she decided, oh, I'm going to share my story about being a NICU mom. My kids were born at 25 weeks at like one and a half pounds. And I've had to raise them. And when they go out of the NICU, there's nobody to support you. There's nobody to support you out of the NICU. She's like, that was my life for 25 years. And I'm like, you think there's other NICU moms that might need help? with a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Now you're not just helping people with breakthroughs. You're helping moms or parents that are NICU parents. And they identify with that. They are like, they identify if you're a NICU mom or parent, you know, and you identify with that. And there are thousands of people in the world that need help because when they leave the NICU, they got no help. She's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. So we are different based on not just our expertise, but our story, our passion, our purpose in this world. And that's really what's going to make you stand out and be able to offer something transformational.
0: That was so good. And then what also, what also comes up for me now is if I ever know someone who's a NICU parent who needs help, I'm going to text you and you're going right. to text that person. You're referable then also. Easily, easily and that's what that you want specific.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. good.
0: Oh, there's so many gems from today. I can't wait to re relisten. I love relistening to these interviews are so <laughs> fun. Um, I, one more question for you before we, I let you go get sure. back to your life. Um, what, <laughs> what purchase of a hundred, this is a Tim Ferris question, by the way, you know, cause we've, I've done oh, it before. That's right. I love a Tim Ferris question. Um, I like his little, like his questions to me, I'm always so interested in. So I'm just curious what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or recent memory?
1: Um, It's so funny because I feel like there's not a lot of things under a (laughs) hundred dollars that you can purchase in this world. But the first thing that comes to mind is actually my massage on mother's day. I booked a massage and I, it was it was my reminder that I need it more often, that it's so important for me, and it it really invigorated me a lot. So yeah, a massage.
0: Uh, yeah, most fitness business owners don't take care of themselves in <laughs> that way. Especially when it
1: comes to the relaxation and healing side. We're always like, go, 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 push, push, like my tire flip shirt that I'm wearing today. Um, that's our mentality usually in the gym, but- the flip side is also important.
0: Yes. The yin and the yang. I was laughing at your, your, um, your one of your pictures of when you first announced you were pregnant and there's like abs (laughs) over your belly. I'm like, this (laughs) woman is so strong. She has abs (laughs) over her pregnant belly. Um, I'm like, I don't know where my abs are. Where are you guys? (laughs) Hello. Are
1: you there? Anyone home? Oh man. Yeah. I'm all baby right now. It's all it's all baby right now. Five months in, you're not seeing the abs as well. But after <laughs> after you know, eight eight to twelve weeks, I still had some obliques popping through, which was nice. But
0: I was dying. I was like, That's this funny. woman is so strong. Okay, so I know you have a gift. You're so generous. Thank you. Um, yes. Want to? Do you want to share with us a little bit about um, your proven legacy loop formula? that you're offering for free, which is so nice, thank you.
1: Well, for one, Vito and I, um, we have recently pivoted um, our own message and our own brand. And we were rebranding as this legacy brand creator because we aren't just helping people build online courses. That's what we kind of started coaching and teaching, but we wanna help people that truly wanna take their expertise, their passion, and their purpose in the world and curate their life's work into legacy work, right? So they can actually leave behind their mark even when they're gone. So this NICU mom that I mentioned, she she can leave this process behind for NICU moms for generations because maybe nobody else enters that space right away but maybe she inspires someone to later on or maybe she inspires someone to while she's still here and they start collaborating and building a bigger community and a bigger change and create a bigger legacy. So with this loop, it's the fundamental steps that you need to take. I was telling you, there's an order <laughs> and there's ways and things to avoid, mistakes not to make on your journey to building a brand that can be legacy work. And so we're walking you through the order of what to do first, second, third, fourth. I think there's six steps total. So we kept it short, 25 minutes. Because if you, if you skip the very first pieces of this loop, you'll constantly have to go back anyway. So you might make some money and then you're gonna end up getting thrown back cause you, you're gonna fall on your face. And, and we're telling you this from 10 plus years experience, Vito, probably more. So it's really truly remarkable that we have curated our life's work so far into this six step process to simplify what is very, very complicated and took us years and almost a million dollars invested in coaches and programs to understand and get right finally so that we could actually repeatedly help people produce six and seven figure brands based on their goals it's not about you know like what are you capable of it's about what you want if you follow this system you can create whatever it is you want to make in the world for me I want to be a mom too. So there's going to be a cap on what you can produce in the world when you don't want to be a Brendan Burchard on stages around the world. Vito and I want to be parents. We want to actually, you know, make wine. We have all these other goals. So in your brand, in your vision, if you follow this process, the sky is the freaking limit. And it's going to help you avoid a lot of the mistakes that we have made along the way and help you do things the right way
0: so exciting and awesome and the legacy brand creator it is the perfect brand for you guys it's like thank you it made so much sense when you guys were like this is the new brand this is the new direction of the business I was so excited I was we like were too. we were this is is like this is, it. this is us this is totally us it's so you guys and you guys I do want to say that Vito and Anna are the two people I think that are really great at giving you the the whole like the whole blueprint of like, this is where you could go. These are the steps we have for you along the way, but here's where you're at now. And this is what you have to do now to start hitting all these things you need in the simplest way without needing to like, you know, murder yourself for it. You know what I mean? And we
1: also do a really intentional um, job of of helping people resource out where they need to we're not going to teach you everything about social media right that's where we resource out to you we have a little course of yours inside our program that's like how to crush it on social media but like if you actually need help with that you have Jess you know we do that with our copywriter if you're not good with copywriting we're going to teach you the basics of copywriting but if you need someone to help you write we've got another guy for that same thing with ads we don't We don't claim to be the experts in everything. We claim to be the experts in the process of building a legacy brand. And so on your journey towards doing that, you're going to be able to do a lot on your own, but then you have to know that sometimes if you want to grow, if you want to scale, if you want to be optimal, you might need help along the way with other people that are experts in specific areas of that process. So it's just something for people to understand and know that, you know, you can have the process, you can watch that 25 minute video, but you might not be able to implement it all by yourself. And if not get the coaching because you'll get there a lot faster.
0: Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Woo! Well, thank <laughs> you for joining us, Anna. This is so fun. I got my end pleasure with the excitement because I'm so fired up about you and this interview and for everyone to be able to listen and to grab their proven legacy loop formula down below, which link will be right below. And then you can also check out Anna on Instagram. Her page is awesome. It's very authentic. So go give her a follow and thanks so much, Anna, for being here. Thank you,
1: Jess, for having me. It was such a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Social Strategy Slayer. Before you go, I have something really exciting that I want to talk to you about, which is my program called Social Strategy Accelerator for Fit Pros. So, Social Strategy Accelerator is a really wonderful program. We have been loving it. We have two cohorts going right now, two different groups going through the program, getting results, spending time on their social media, really working on their messaging. And I know that messaging on social media can be really hard. And a lot of times, most of our clients come to us saying things like, oh, Jess, I've been, you know, I've been consistent for a couple of weeks, but then I drop off or I have moments of inspiration, but I can't seem to really commit. And a lot of times it's just because you don't have a true strategy in place that you are working. And there's just some missing pieces that make it actually exhausting for you to be able to stay consistent. So we have our program and right now it's closed, but you can sign up for the wait list. So if you go to the show notes on this, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can see a link to sign up for the wait list. And I would absolutely do that if I were you. We normally have very limited capacity on how many people we can take and it fills up. So if you're on the waitlist, you get first um, first opportunity to get on my calendar when we open the program back up, which we are going to be opening it back up coming up here in October, and we're going to be starting in November. So if you're interested, go on that waitlist. I also send you some really wonderful exclusive content in there, um, just for waitlist people that doesn't go to my larger email list. It's only to the waitlist. Some exclusive updates, trainings, things that you might need to know between now and then to help you move forward and updates about the program so you can stay in the loop. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for signing up for the waitlist and for listening to the Social Strategy Slayer. I'll talk to you next time.